This is the Amanda Murphy Radio. This podcast is for every woman who has ever felt less than, unworthy, or just not enough. This podcast is for any woman who has ever felt misled or unheard by society and is truly just fed up trying to keep up. Here, no topic or conversation is ever off limits. We will talk about ditching diet culture and intuitive eating, body image and self-acceptance, mindset and empowerment, literally all things women. Through each conversation and story, we will share tips, tools, and support to help you end the war against your body, make peace with food, and bust through your limiting beliefs to feel more empowered than ever before. It's time to put yourself back in the driver's seat and take back control of your body, your health, and your life. I'm your host, Amanda Murphy, certified intuitive eating counselor and mindset mentor for women. Are you excited? Girl, me too. Hey guys, so I'm not even going to BS you. I'm not even going to talk about anything else. Not going to ramble or rant. We're just going to cut straight to the chase because honestly, I don't know why we haven't had this conversation sooner. This is epic shit. And I mean, I guess better late than never, but I'm not going to waste time. Let's dive in. We're going to be talking about how to start to love our bodies. How do we get to this place where we look in the mirror and we don't immediately see everything we dislike, where we don't look at our body with a, a, a face of disgust, where we start to see its beauty, see its strength, love and appreciate it for what our body is, what it does for us as is. You know, how do we shift ourselves from this place of self-loathing, self-hatred, always trying to change and manipulate our body to the complete opposite? Like how do we go from point A to point B you know, who, who's talking about that? When when do we start to look at our body and feel like it's normal? Because, I mean, raise your hand if you feel like you can look at other women of varying body sizes, women in larger bodies, curvy bodies, you know, I mean, really anybody, and you think, God, you know, I, I they think they're beautiful, and they're beautiful of all sizes, and I, and I love that they have the confidence, and I love that they're just embracing themselves and their body, and they're just, they're living life, large and in charge, fully embracing themselves and you're like well how do I do that or you're like well when do I start to feel like my body is as beautiful as their body and it's beautiful in all of its differences you know when do you start actually feeling that way more importantly how do you even get there how do you start to have that transformation you know we focus so much on getting rid of the diet culture mentality but honestly you know I don't feel like we talk about this as much you can talk about the stigma against bodies of all different sizes of larger body sizes but we I don't know we just I feel like we don't talk about how to get there we just talk about that you should be there and I think that's you know kind of an issue because sure we all want to be there we all want to be loving our bodies and respecting our bodies and appreciating them but it's hard when we grow up and we live in such a diet culture society and it's like yeah, I want to be there, but no one's helping me figure out how to get there. So we're going to talk about that. But I also want to talk about kind of why we're here in the first place and how we got here before we talk about how to get to the other side. So it's no surprise that we all end up here at one point or the other, no matter what our body look like. looks like, no matter, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know why I'm coughing so much. <laughs> it doesn't matter what our bodies look like right now, we all usually end up in the same place of self-loathing, thinking our body is ugly and not good enough in some way, shape, or form, and, and just 
I don't know, that it needs changing in some way and that it's not a beautiful as is. But we got here because no matter when you were born over the last, I don't know, 40, 50, 60 years, you were immersed and surrounded by diet culture and it's all you've ever known you know whether that's flipping through magazines as a young girl or a teenager or even a grown woman um tv shows you know even 30 40 years ago even to recent movies uh celebrities i mean anywhere and everywhere you're given this idea and this standard of what is beautiful what your body should look like and needs to look like in order to be deemed beautiful and worthy and of value and you know to be desirable by men and to be worthy of love and relationships and respect and careers like you know there's that stigma that's been placed on your body and and what's appropriate and what's you know for your health you know especially in the most recent years this whole wellness garbage trying to you know, take over. It's basically, it's just diet culture disguising itself, but, you know, giving you the idea that you need to be doing this for your health. So the message has been very clear that if your body is not looking like this, then it's not good enough. It's not worthy enough. It's not of value and it's just not good and it needs to change. And you're solely responsible for changing your body. That is one of the biggest messages that diet culture perpetuates is that not only is your body not its most beautiful unless it's at this standard, it's your fault and your responsibility if it's not there. And it's your responsibility to get your body at that level, to meet that standard with your body. So, of course, no wonder we feel like our bodies aren't good enough. No wonder that we feel inferior about our bodies and that we feel like we need to constantly be changing them and that when we look in the mirror we're just not happy with what we see but the even worst kicker worst worst kicker is that the women in those magazines and on the cover of you know books or on tv in movies a lot of the time those films and those photos are highly edited and those women themselves don't really look like that i mean just until the recent i don't know five years maybe i wouldn't even bet 10 i would say five have we started to see women untouched in magazine ads and on um, TV and, you know, uh, women of varying sizes on the runway wearing the same clothes as someone who, you know, has half their, is half their body size, you know, and it's just like, no wonder we're here. And it's just, we internalize that guilt and that responsibility and that fault and that blame so deeply, You know, we just, rightly so, because if you're constantly being told it's your fault, it's your fault, you did this, you kept eating, you kept doing this, you kept doing that, you didn't do this, you didn't do that, and that's why you're here. That's why your body looks the way that it does. No wonder you feel shamed and guilty and like you're wrong and like you failed. And then the solution that they try to sell you to supposedly get to that ideal standard 
doesn't even work. It's not sustainable. It's not healthy. It's more harmful than anything. But then, of course, it sets you up for failure because it was never designed to work in the first place because you can't fight human biology. So then we even more so feel like we're at fault and that we're failures and that we just can't get our shit together. So, duh. No wonder we stand in front of the mirror and tear ourselves apart. No wonder we open the refrigerator door when we're hungry and then just have that empty, heavy feeling. And we shut the refrigerator door because we don't think we should be eating. And it's just, it's horrible. I mean, there's so many things I could add to that, but it's really just no wonder that we arrive at this place. But I want you to know that it's not your fault. As much as society and diet culture perpetuates that it's absolutely 1000% your fault that your body does not look like that and that you are where you are, I'm here to tell you that it's not. It is absolutely 1 million percent in no way, shape, or form your fault. It is their fault. It is diet culture's fault. It is society's fault. It is the media's fault for perpetuating that crap onto us to perpetuate and to feed us the idea that that was ever the case in the first place. That's their fault because the human body is not designed to look one way. We all look different for different reasons. We cannot cheat biology. We cannot cheat genetics. We cannot overpower them and and how they're meant to work they're just they operate in one way they know what they're doing our bodies are very smart things and they function in a way that keeps us healthy safe and alive and if we allow our body to simply do its thing there's no harm and we are golden but we don't because diet culture and society and the fitness industry and all of you know, whatever name you want to slap on them, but the diet culture world and all of its entities, they want to make money. They want to fill up their pockets and make money. And they found along the way that if they feed us this garbage, they feed us these lies, create insecurities that otherwise wouldn't be there, then pluck on those insecurities, then they can get us to be their little puppets buy into their gimmicks, feel the way that they want us to feel, think the things they want us to think, and do what they want us to do, which means us giving them our money for a bunch of garbage that isn't going to get us where they think we should be anyways. You know, so it's just, it's, I mean, you're you're set up for failure from the beginning by them, and they know that. And they don't care. They want you to keep failing. Like when I first started doing all of my research and I was reading um, Secrets from the Eating Lab, which is a great book, by the way. um, When I read it, I remember a study on um, it was like weight loss, dieting um, study. And I don't remember the exact details, but I just remember in the findings, the um, author of the book, she noted how they only follow the weight loss participants like for like six weeks I think or something like that after the study has ended and that six week mark is where they determine if somebody has kept off the weight or how much weight they've kept off in that six weeks that's how they determine whether or not it was successful so they never follow up six weeks later 
or I'm sorry, after that six weeks to see, okay, well, did you maintain the weight loss, you know, 12 weeks after, a year after, three years after? Because if they did, what this um, author points out about this study done is that those women, if you follow up with them, all of them, pretty much all of them regained the weight and then some. And but But the people who do the studies on these weight loss drugs, these weight loss methods, these weight loss whatever, will tell you that, you know, they'll throw out a percentage and say that X amount of women, you know, lost X amount of pounds and maintained it. And they were successful at maintaining their weight loss. Like they throw those words around, but they don't give you the exact details. Because if you actually looked at the details, you would say, no, that's not sustaining it. I mean, six weeks is not sustaining it if you want to supposedly maintain your weight loss for the rest of your life. Like all of this just to say that it's their effing fault that we're here. Not ours, theirs. But it's absolutely our responsibility to tell them to F off. It is absolutely our responsibility to turn the tables, to change the game, and to tell them we've had enough, we've caught on to their bullcrap, we're done playing it, we're not going to keep filling their pockets, and we're not going to keep living under their BS. We're just, we're not, we're done. We're completely effing done. That is is our responsibility. It is your responsibility to love your body and respect it. It is your job and your responsibility to treat your body well and to listen to it and to honor it and to care for it and to live your life as well and as fully and as happily as possible. That is what is your responsibility. Okay, so now that we find ourselves in this place of self-loathing, complete, utter disgust for our body. You know, we look in the mirror, we hate everything that we see. We just, it it literally consumes our being. It consumes our lives. It consumes our daily activities. And we just feel like our whole being is consumed by thinking about what we don't like about our bodies, how we're going to change it and how we're failing at changing it. How do we get from there to a place of thinking like, my body's great. Like, it's healthy, it keeps me alive, and, you know, food doesn't doesn't scare me. I, I'm not afraid to eat. I'm not afraid, you know, when I get hungry that uh, I'm going to be scared that, ugh, now i got to figure out what I'm allowed to eat. Well, how do we just completely transition from the dark side to loving life? Like, how? I- including loving our bodies. How do we love our bodies? Well, we're going to talk about a few ways we can start doing that but I will have to say and I'd be lying if I didn't say this it takes time it takes a lot of patience and a lot of practice and a lot of self-awareness and a lot of choosing it's a choice and it takes work It, it really does and I'm not talking work in the sense of like dieting and exercise I'm not talking about that quote quote work that's garbage I'm talking about being aware of the narrative that is running in your mind it takes being aware of the things that are going on around you what you have in your life what's triggering you I mean it just it takes a lot of self-awareness and it's not as hard as it sounds it's just it takes choosing to be aware and choosing to look inward but it it can be done and 
the first thing that I want to t- I want to suggest, and the one thing that I think is is tremendously helpful in starting to feel like your body is normal. My body is not abnormal. My body is normal. Is get rid of anything in your life that you possibly can that makes you feel like your body isn't normal. If you feel like like social media is a big thing, it can be a big big help, but it could be a big hurt at the same time. If you're following social media accounts, and I know you've heard this in different ways before, but if you are following Instagram accounts or Facebook people or whatever that make you feel like you're not enough or that you're not doing something right or that you should be doing this or that when you think maybe that's not what I need to be doing or you know, if they're perpetuating language that is diet culture-like in any way and it's you find that it's triggering for you, I urge you to get rid of it. Or even if you don't think you have that, pay attention to what you see when you're scrolling. And if you find that you're following some of these accounts, I want you to get rid of them, unfollow them. Or if they're like your good friends or family members, go to mute them, mute their stories, mute their posts, you know. You can still be friends with somebody on Facebook or still like a page, but unfollow that page so you're not seeing their stuff in your feed. But even more powerful is go find people, women and men, but find women of all different body shapes and sizes, of all different diversities, just women who are just so different but also so alike like just fill up your social media and the things that you see on a daily basis as much as you can with as many diverse women as you can because when you look around and you see so much diversity after a while that's going to become your normal you know like going back to saying how we got here You know, we spent so many years of our lives being shown one ideal, one standard, like one size, like this was supposedly like the only way a woman's body was supposed to look. So now we can help change that narrative by filling up everything that we see, everything that we're surrounded by with such diversity. Pay attention when you go shopping or you're at the grocery store, you're running errands. Look around at the women that you see. And men. I mean, but look around at the women and just look at their bodies. Take note and ask yourself, how many different bodies am I seeing? Realize that there is no average woman. We are all uniquely incredible or incredibly unique, however you want to say it. But we are meant to be different, we're meant to be diverse, and we're not meant to be one way. And I think once we start to see that and be aware to it, because when you're in this space of my body needs to look like this, my body is not good as it is, I need to change this, I need to change that, it needs to look like this. And when you're so hyper-focused on that, I feel that it is hard for you to realize the the reality is there's so much more diversity than you imagine. It's like you walk around with tunnel vision and you either A, don't see the diversity or B, you're still thinking that, you know, everybody else has it together. They're there. You're not. And that is so not the case. But that goes back to what I said is you have to put in the effort to be aware You have to choose that you're going to start doing this work of 
digging in, looking inwards, getting hyper aware of the narrative of the patterns and of the behaviors. And this is just one of them. And this one I think is incredibly huge and it's incredibly impactful. You know, because I think at the end of the day, all of us women just want to feel like our body is normal. You know, regardless of, well, I don't want to say regardless of, but independent of whether or not we look in the mirror and like our bodies or look in the mirror and fully fucking love our bodies, regardless of how we personally feel about our bodies, we just want to feel like our body is normal and that we are not like an alien compared to the rest of the world, that we are not super freaking mega different and that we are just a normal human being, normal woman in today's world. We just want to feel like our body is freaking normal. And it is. It, it absolutely totally is. But in a society where media basically normalizes an uncommon body type, it creates us thinking that we are not normal. So we have to get back to that. We have to start, first off, acknowledging that they are wrong. They are so wrong. And that we are normal. It, it takes literally you standing up and saying, no, you're wrong. My body's normal. Her body's normal. Her body is normal. We are all normal bodies. It takes, you know, starting to shift the thread. Because with society perpetuating this massive message that something completely unrealistic and uncommon is the norm. I don't want to say unrealistic. Well, I mean, okay, it's unrealistic for a lot of us to be that. But as uncommon as that is being perpetuated as the normal, it's going to take, look at the human race right now in America, especially as like a big chain. And for every one of us that stands up and says, no, I am normal. My body is normal. And we're not going to take your crap anymore. That's a chain link broken. You know, and so with every human being, every woman who, who stands up and says, you know what? No, my body's normal. No, we're all good to go. You're lying. You're hurting me. You're trying to just whatever. With each woman that stands up to diet culture, that's one more link broken. And the, the chain of diet culture just gets weaker and weaker. I know it feels like a very tough, long, hard battle. Like it's a losing battle, but it's not. It's, it's a good fight to fight. And I feel like I've gotten off a little tangent, like I'm a little off topic here. But I guess it wouldn't be an episode of the Amanda Murphy Radio if I didn't get off topic a little. But what I'm getting at here is we have to start changing our reality. You know, we can't jump up and just immediately change our entire society as much as we would like to. So it has to start with you and what you're choosing to see. So choose do a social media audit and and you know look at who you're following and and what they're bringing and how they're making you feel with their content the language they're having don't be afraid to weed them out of your social media if they're not you know lighting you up if they're you know making you feel uncomfortable in any way and there's nothing wrong with that please please do it um, you know, and, and choosing to fill your social media and your life in with as much diversity as you can. Start to change your reality. Change what you see. And then, you know, that will become your normal when you become more aware. 
And that might even mean that you have to go out and seek other social media accounts and of women of, you know, a larger diversity, you know, someone who's different than you, body images and body types that are completely different than yours. And, and you might have to seek out those accounts and those individuals so that you can see more of that. But I promise you, the more you see it, the more normal it's going to become. And when you look at your own body, you're not going to feel as much as like you're the outlier that you're the you know minority or you're the outcast you're going to start feeling like i'm normal i'm i'm just a beautiful amazing incredible fabulous badass woman and that's where it starts with shifting your reality but this extends beyond like our social media and the um stuff that we choose to consume through media and through like movies and magazines and things like that it, it also starts with our our real life you know like who are we surrounding ourselves with every day who are our co-workers you know what are they like our friends our family what are the conversations that we're having with these people and you know some people you just can't uproot out of your life as much as maybe sometimes we would like to, but you can analyze the conversations that you're having with these people. And more importantly, well, I don't know about more importantly, but just as importantly, you can evaluate and analyze and have control over the thoughts in your mind about other people and about the conversations that you're having and and what's taking place. And you might need to check in with yourself. And trust me, I do this all the time and I'm not perfect. And uh, trust me, I I speak to myself when I speak to you guys that we need to constantly be aware of and checking in with what is going on in our head. What do we have bias? Do we have a judgment going on? Are we looking at other people and having, you know, biased thoughts and thoughts that we wouldn't want other people to have about us and our body? Are we assuming things based on appearance are we you know what 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 is going on in our minds honestly like what is going on and and check in with that too because because what's going on in your head and the thoughts that you're having about other people sometimes most of the time is really a reflection of how you feel about yourself in some way usually we can if we follow the trail back to the rabbit hole of those thoughts it goes much deeper than you think and it's always like always comes back to you and something going on with you your beliefs about you and your body and and trust me if we wanted to sit down one-on-one and have a conversation about it and unpack it I could blow your mind so we need to check in with what thoughts are we having about the world around us those who are in it the people that we are engaging with the things that are going on what is the language in our head because often those thoughts like I said reflect on us and they they create our reality okay so aside from changing the narrative really that's going on in our heads and what we're seeing and the connection between the narrative in our head and the things that we're seeing on our social media accounts in our in our daily lives things like that there is still a lot of other things that you can do to start shifting your thoughts and your perception of your body that are very impactful. I want you to start checking in with how your behaviors and how your everyday activities make you feel. 
like whatever it is, whether it's the exercise routine you're doing, if it's, you know, the way that you put your makeup on or the, I don't know, anything, literally the way you fold the laundry, the way you cook dinner, the way you, what you listen to on the way to work, whatever it is you're doing, little or, or big, I almost said little or small, (laughs) little or big, ask yourself, how does it make me feel? Does it make my body feel good? Does it make me feel good in my body? Does it make me feel good about myself? Does it bring me joy? Is it uplifting? And if the answer isn't hell yeah, and you can get rid of it, because let's face it, we can't quit our jobs, do it. Get rid of it. You don't have to keep doing things that don't make you feel good. I think if you're doing something and you you don't like it, like let's say you're forcing yourself to do an exercise routine that you just don't like, You're going to be so focused on the fact that you hate it and you're forcing yourself to go because you think you should rather than feeling the benefits of doing a workout or some kind of movement that does bring you joy and that does make you feel good physically, emotionally, mentally, and and all around. And, And I don't think people give that enough credit that doing things that you don't like, doing things that don't make you feel good and fill up your cup in some way shape or form it really has a dramatic effect on you and the way that you feel about yourself because one negative thought which is easy to have breeds more negative thoughts and negative feeling can easily breed a negative feeling like how often when you get up and you're you're trying to go through your day get ready for the day you're maybe in a hurry whatever and something aggravates you or something goes wrong you spill your coffee you hit every red light and you're running late for work and it's annoying I don't know something even maybe more major like you get into a fender bender on the way to work or your child just totally not cooperating this morning and challenging your every move whatever fill in the blank but you get in that aggravated negative like frame of mind and it's just so hard for you to get out of that and you kind of just feel like you're so frustrated the rest of the day and in that you know other things can have that same effect and you don't even realize it so if you're not consuming and filling your days with things as many things as possible that fill you up and and make you feel good in some way one way all the ways then I, I want you to analyze what you're doing and what you can change, what you can stop doing, what you can swap, and then how you can just fill it up to be the most positive day possible. Now I'm going to say an oldie, a goodie, and something that's going to make you roll your eyes, but I don't care because you need to hear it. Get rid of the fucking scale. Throw it away. Stop weighing yourself. Quit it. Quit effing doing it. Here's why. I know you've heard it a million and one times that you are so much more than that number. And you are. You are so much more than that number on the scale. The scale's a bitch. We don't need it. It's irrelevant. But by continuing to weigh yourself, you're choosing to label yourself. You're choosing to stand on the scale and label yourself by numbers. Three numbers. How I don't know, two numbers, four numbers, five numbers. However many numbers are on the scale, you're choosing to identify and label yourself and others in retrospect on numbers. Is that really what you want to boil yourself down to is a bunch of freaking numbers? I don't think so. So we'll leave it at that and just ditch the effing scale. Okay? Okay. 
Because if you don't have that label hanging around with you for the day, whether I don't care if you weigh yourself in the morning, midday, at night before you go to bed, regardless, that label's hanging around with you. And that label is going to, you know, it's like a sticky, like hello, my name is, and somebody stuck it on you. Like it's going to be there and you're going to keep thinking about it. And that's, I mean, is that really helpful? I don't think so. Okay. I really just don't. Actually, I know it's not. And as cliche as this sounds, and you might roll your eyes at me again, I want you to actually search for things that you do like about your body. It doesn't have to be just physical appearance. It could be that, you know, you your body allows you to run two miles. Your body allows you to keep up with the kids. Your body allows you to do yoga. Your body allows you to, I don't know, fill in the blank. Whether it's about your physical appearance, about what your body physically can do, whatever, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, wherever you can find something positive to praise and appreciate your body for, do it. I want you to do it. And I challenge you to do it on a very regular basis. Do it daily even. If you could, if you can and you have the time or the energy, do it. Do it at least like weekly, I would say, at least weekly. Because, you know, you might find at first that it's very challenging. Like, I can't think of a single effing thing, Amanda, that I like about my body right now. And some moments, some days, you're going to be so pissed off at something and mad at your body, mad at the world, mad at whatever, that you're like, I just can't. I can't do it. And there's nothing good about this. I'm, I'm over it. But I want you on those days especially to dig deep. Because I know that the more you do it, the more you're going to find that you do like things about your body and that you can appreciate your body and I think it gets a little easier to find things that you do appreciate about your body the more you do it you know it's like a muscle and it gets stronger over time really all of this is like a muscle that you're exercising that gets stronger over time because we didn't learn all of this we didn't arrive at this place overnight All of us have been doing it for double-digit years, so you can't just expect to erase all of it, basically everything we know, overnight or even in 365 days or six months or two years. I mean, it's going to take time, but it gets easier, and and it just, you get stronger every day, but it takes, like I said in the beginning, choice. It takes you choosing to be aware of, And putting in the effort to change the narrative, to change your reality, to change your thought process, and to just be super freaking aware and do what I call the internal dirty work. And, you know, honestly, I feel like I could sit here and go on and on and giving you these little tips or tools to help you love your body, like find a friend that's a supporter or every morning when you wake up, thank your body. Um, I mean, anything. Find a method of exercise that you enjoy. Think back to a time in your life when you felt good about your body. You know, try to recall that time and focus on things other than just, you know, the fact that maybe your body was different. I mean, you could put signs on your mirror, put stickers with affirmations all over the place. I don't know. I mean, you can literally do a million and one things and I'm not trying to be a butthole right now. I'm just trying to say that you're going to have to find some things that work for you. If you truly want to change the way that you feel about your body, you can. You just have to choose. 
You have to choose to be aware and choose to change your narrative. I want, I want to reiterate that it is not your fault 1000% that you got here. It is absolutely the fault and the responsibility of diet culture that they berated you, they beat you up, they belittled you, and they stole life from you. They stole happiness from you. But it is absolutely your job to say that's enough, I'm done with you, and I'm reclaiming my life. It, it's basically like we all have to recover we're all in recovery of different degrees and it's we have to choose it the same way and you some of you might disagree with this statement but we have to choose it the same way that a drug addict chooses to get rehab care and chooses to get clean and an alcoholic chooses that they're gonna enroll themselves in AA and do this for real I mean we choose just like they choose because if we don't choose and we don't make the conscious effort then we're just going to continue with what we know because what is it Newton's law um a body in rest stays at rest a body in motion stays at motion in motion I don't think that's what I was trying to think of yeah it is because in the sense of that Newton's law if we don't have some kind of a force aka the choosing the choice to change this around that all of our behaviors and our patterns and our thought process that was already in motion set in motion by diet culture is just going to continue it is a choice and a lot of us have to hit that dieting rock bottom where we're just totally fed up we're totally frustrated we're totally pissed off we just we're we're done like we can't do it anymore before we decide to make that choice but that's okay. And maybe you don't get to the rock bottom before you make that choice. But either way, we have to make the conscious choice to do it, to change, to, to change the narrative and change our lives. So if you feel that you are just absolutely so ready to make that choice and to start changing your life and just take back your power and and just choose and maybe you've hit dieting rock bottom maybe you haven't but you're just beyond ready then send me a message at the amanda murphy on instagram or you can head to theamandamurphy.com and get a hold of me that way and we can chat about how we can make that magic happen and most excitingly i have a group coaching program that's going to be launching very soon and you know you and i can work together one-on-one and make so much magic happen but I think there is a next level type of magic that happens when you work together and you join other women hand in hand in this journey because then you truly realize that you've never been alone and literally it I think it is a next level transformation that truly happens so if that sounds like something you're interested in, definitely get a hold of me. Um, I'll put you on the waiting list so you'll be the first to know. And as always, if you loved this episode or you love what you're hearing, take a screenshot, tag me in it, um, or leave a review on iTunes. Because when others can find these messages and join us in these conversations and we can help change all of our lives, their lives, we are helping change the entire freaking universe. Who knew, right? All right, badasses, until next time. 
Thank you so much for spending this time with me. If you loved this episode as much as I did, please take a moment to leave a rating and a review. Let me know what you would like to hear on future episodes. And if you really loved this episode, please be sure to share it with somebody else who you think would love it just as much. You can take a screenshot, share it on Instagram. You truly don't know who can benefit from hearing this conversation or this message. If you want to be friends, and I really would like to be friends, you can find me on Instagram at theamandamurphy or at theamandamurphy.com. And until we chat next time, just remember that you are not alone and that life without dieting does exist. Bye, babes.